0: Hello and welcome to Enter the Fold, a Shadow and Bone podcast. I'm Caitlin, your host who has read the books. And I'm Mandy
1: Kay, your host who has only read the first book. I wanted to uh, give a quick correction for something that I said repeatedly and repeatedly in last week's episode. I got a character name wrong. Um, I blame it on Netflix's closed captioning, but it's entirely possible. I just wrote it down wrong. But the disciple's wife... Or how about this? saint her name was actually Oval, not Ova. Completely messed that up. And somehow nobody called us out on it this week.
0: Yeah, I, I thought people would be more mean, especially since I'm pretty mean. And I would, I don't know. I just expect meanness, I guess. We I don't mean, have I mean, mean listeners, Caitlin. No, that's fair. It's just me. <laughs> You're not mean. You're oh. just I mean Spicy. about the show. I'm not mean to people usually. Okay, fair enough. Depends fair enough on the people, I guess, but <laughs> the show. Ugh. Um okay, so we have a couple of emails that I want to talk about. So we got a very nice essay basically from I think Michaela. And it was a very nice email. Thank you so much, but I did want to bring up one bit where uh I was just staring at it. Oh, well, she says that uh, she was sad that neither of us pointed out the Darkling's line. The problem with wanting is that it makes us weak, as that is a very well-known line from the book. And I think maybe we've talked about it before, maybe in the book. I don't remember. And honestly, I had written it down in my notes, but then sometimes we're just going and then we move on and it doesn't happen. (laughs) But I yeah, yeah. Um, but I do, I do like, I do like that they got it in there. I, this season, as much as I like to shit on it, they did get in a lot of the good lines from the books and I do like that. And then we had an email, I think this is our second email, uh, from Justina who she wrote in about how, I don't remember if this was last episode or the episode before they've all smooshed together in my brain. Um, about how we I mentioned... Oh, it was last episode. Yes, sorry. Um, that they keep bringing up that there's going to be a price to pay for the Marzost, but because mm-hmm. of how they've changed the ending, Alina doesn't really pay a price, and I think it's weird that they keep bringing it up. And she says that, you know, we have that last moment where she summons Shadow, and she thinks that's the price. Mm-hmm. And that's... <sighs> I don't think that, the well. A. I don't think that's much of a price, and B. I was specifically talking about what they've cha- what they've uh, omitted from the ending of the book, which I can't really go into here. But we'll talk. I'll talk a lot about it with Rachel. I'm sure. I'm sure. But yeah, I mean,
1: I I uh, agree that I think that they are intending that to be the price. We just don't know what that price looks like because we got like two seconds of it, and we don't know
0: if we're getting a season three yet. That yes. I have a lot to say about that whole last scene because it was incorrect, but that's fine. Hey, okay, that's for next week. Yeah, that's for next week, yes. I've been chomping at the bit to talk about it, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It just doesn't seem very... I guess we don't know yet. Like, can she still summon light also and she can choose? Because that'd be, that, be kind of cool, actually. And I'm not even saying that I like this less than what happens in the book. I'm just saying... They keep referring to this thing that happened in the book, and then it doesn't happen. And I think that's a weird choice. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But let's get into this week's episode, I guess. All right. So episode seven,
1: Meet You in the Meadow, was written by Vanya Asher and directed by
0: Merzi Almas. I love the name Vanya or Vanya, however you pronounce it. I just really like, I like the way it looks. Yeah. I love a V and a Y. I'm sadly a Caitlin without a Y.
1: You're a Caitlin with an I, which is awesome.
0: No, for the most part, I think my Caitlin spelling is the superior. I mean, K's are ugly. Um, I just remembered what your middle name is. Uh, But (laughs) (laughs) I'm literally like staring at it in our notes. (laughs) It's literally K. Anyways, um, but but I mean, they're not. Anyways, I'm I'm spending way too much time on this. (laughs) I'm glad I have a C. Is all I'm saying. (laughs) <laughs> yep yep i get it i get it okay um title card more boring than last week's it was i wrote down a whetstone that is then a frozen stone dun 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 i guess <laughs> i suppose as we went through the episode and crazy tide maker lady you know started freezing water tide mm-hmm. maker tide yeah tide maker, tide maker um, yeah it made some sense but yeah no i was just like huh Okay. Yeah,
1: my literal first note is I'm not actually sure what that title card was. But then my second note is Crazy Miker can make ice knives now. So I guess it makes sense.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, we have ice knives in this episode. Fun. I'm pretty sure that
0: these Grisha who have gotten Bagra's bones as amplifiers, which doesn't make sense with the world building, but whatever, are more powerful than Alina. Who who has two like mystical amplifiers, right? And, yeah, and, no, they did some crazy stuff there. And doesn't you know when? Okay, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna complain about it when we get there. I do like this beginning with the darkling and the crazy Grisha. Although somebody said her name, and I know it now, and that bothers me. Um... When he says the price they demanded when they knew you were Grisha about her parents bringing her to, the, to, the, to mm-hmm. him. I, know, I assume she was in the little palace. I liked that they they definitely talk about that in the show, about how when parents would give their children over, they could ask for compensation. Mm. But I just like that he's being really manipulative with her again. Like I'm super surprised he didn't like look at her and be like, you and I are going to change the world. Right? That would have been so
1: good. He definitely knows what buttons to push with different people. Yeah. Um, My question in this scene is, like, what is it that Vladim is getting out of all of this? Like, he had that weird, creepy smile watching all of the amplified Grisha do their fun new things and, like, explaining to Kerrigan that they had the bones and stuff. Yeah. And he just had this, like, weird, creepy smile. And I'm like,
0: but why? I've always I just assumed that he's one of those dudes who likes to see his work doing evil things, you know, mm. that and that the Darkling has given him an opportunity to just do whatever experiments he wants to do.
1: All right. I'll accept it.
0: Yeah. I don't know.
1: And then I think this is where Kierrigan gives his oddly bookended actually pep talk to his troops mm-hmm. um, and tells them to go kill the king.
0: Yes, but he also says the tracker is not to be touched by anyone other than me. How the hell do they know who the tracker is? What?
1: I assume, I mean, I assume though that he's been talking to them about, and actually maybe even not, but my assumption was that in all of the strategizing and and planning and stuff that they know who Alina is and who Alina's with, and he probably never called Mal anything other than her tracker.
0: Sure, but... Do they know what he looks like? Did he draw them a picture? <laughs> I Maybe. Don't, I don't know. It's Maybe he did. That it, it just seemed weird to me. And this is the first scene where, we, where at least I noticed, I don't know if this was everything that you noticed, how few people they have on set. And I understand that A, money is a constraint. And also they were filming in, I think, 2021. So there was probably COVID restrictions about how many people they could have. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty forgiving about this, but both like quote unquote armies are ridiculously small. This is Mm Rafka's civil war, you know, like where is everyone? It feels like the rest (laughs) of the country is dead. Yeah. There's like 30 30 people in each army. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And again, I I can let it slide. I, because COVID, you know, I understand constraints. It's just, it does look weird. I feel like maybe they could have done a better job. Make it a little bit more gorilla, since they're changing everything that happens at the end, anyways. Mm-hmm. I don't know; just seemed weird. It it worked for me in some places, but in other places, it did feel oddly comical. Yeah, and then we go to Mal having a bath. I did write down. We so seldom see a man having an emotional bath. Like it's right? a, it's a very common scene in TV shows and movies and stuff, but it's always a woman. I don't think I've ever seen a man have a emotional bath. Interesting. I like it.
1: I like it. I just I felt bad for him because he's way taller than that bathtub, and he had to be all cramped in there. Nah. Um, of course they're they're tugging on the heartstrings because we get the the um the, the flashbacks. flashbacks of the and to start with the meadow, right, mm. where they're laying together in the meadow, and then all of the flashbacks of them getting close to the season and just all of the things that they've been doing over the course of the show, and then Kerrigan comes in,
0: which is. I mean, we've just gone through a whole season of Alita having this connection with the Darkling. Bagra died to to cut it off, and it didn't matter because now Mal has a connection with the Darkling. For why? For what? Well, it
1: wasn't the same kind of projection. This was in a dream. It wasn't a physical, mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm I'm grasping at straws here.
0: But we know it both happened because we saw them both
1: react to it. Or we know yeah. it, like, actually happened. Yeah, it did. I mean, it, it was a dream, like a real-time dream, but it did happen
0: I feel like falling asleep in, in their a bath dreams. is dangerous. You could drown. Is,
1: but yeah, well, I mean, when you're when the bathtub is that short, your legs are going to keep you propped up.
0: That short? His Oh, you mean that way. I was okay, I was thinking about that differently. Oh. Cuz the the like <laughs> It lid. was not very long. Sorry. It yes, long, yes. Okay. <sighs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I like the scene between them cuz I actually think that these two uh the darkling and and like Ben Barnes and Archie Renault, I think his name is. They 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 act well together. So They do. They they, they have more chemistry than Archie and Alina. <laughs> Archie and Jesse, there we go. So It is a it is a nice scene. Yeah. Um I think it's
1: fascinating from a character perspective to watch the Darkling still trying to play the long con, right? Like he's trying to manipulate Mouse so hard, but it's so obvious, but he thinks he's so smooth. And um
0: to be fair, it love... usually
1: works for him. It does. It does. Um, I love that Mal stands up to him here. Yeah. yeah. She'll like die too. alone and I'll
0: die in her arms. I mean, that's that's good. It is good. I do feel like it's just kind of a rehashing of a conversation they had in season one. But but they they do
1: it well. This time it's better, though, because the only conversation they actually had in season one was before they left, wasn't it? So it was before he even knew that Alina wasn't getting his messages.
0: No, no, no. Mal Mal and the Darkling A talked when Mal showed up at the palace after finding the stag. And then they talked oh, yeah. wh- at near the end when Mal was a prisoner and Mal kind of had the same sort of thing to say to him that like, she's going to choose me and blah, blah, blah and or, or whatever. And then the Darkling was like, we're basically immortal. So I'll just wait for her to forget you. That's right. That's right. I'm obviously paraphrasing a lot. Yeah. I remember that now. Yeah. But again, that one was really good. And this one is really good. And maybe they did it on purpose. They wanted to sort of mirror that. Yeah. Yeah. Then we cut to Nikolai and Alina. Yes. She's trying really
1: hard to make reckless decisions and he is not standing for it. She calls her out on it.
0: No, go ahead. Uh, I just um it's interesting that Nikolai's calling her out on it because he's usually all for the recklessness kind of his thing.
1: Yeah, but not when it's literally life or death for his country. That's fair. Um and then they have a very emotional scene where she tells him about Mal being the firebird. Mm-hmm. Um and I guess it's the first time she said it out loud because that was really nice cuz she just like broke down. Yeah, she did a, nice a good bit job.
0: Of, uh yeah, these two also have really good scene. I think I like Alina and Mount better when they're not together. Yeah, which is shitty, but yeah. Like that's probably true in the books too. I'm not that's not the show's fault. Right.
1: Yeah. Um she gives him back the compass, he comforts her, and then Dominic walks in. Yeah. I put a question mark next to his name because I wasn't sure if that was his name, but I feel like that's what
0: you told me last yes, week. Yes, that's Dominic.
1: Okay. They talk about Alina and he makes an interesting note that it's a fake marriage with real feelings because he, he can tell very clearly that Nikolai has feelings for Alina.
0: I don't know if I buy that. I Like, I definitely think they're good friends. I don't know if he has real romantic feelings for her. Based on everything that I've seen in the show... Mm. You'd I buy say, it, you buy it, okay, cool. I mean, maybe Nikolai thinks he does too.
1: I mean, there are there it, it's it's not something that's been spoken aloud or it's it's not contextual, but just given everything that I know about literary tropes and romance tropes and right, <laughs> all yes. of those things, it's just it feels like it, and he acts it very much as if it's a thing. gotcha
0: i don't I don't remember if I felt like he did at this point in the books. There were times when I thought that but mm. not not right here. Okay. Or not in the equivalent like none of this actually ever happened. Um so not in equivalent scenes. Sure. Oh, I actually just remembered what's happening with Nikolai in the books at this point. Definitely didn't think, well, oh, maybe. <laughs> See, you don't even know. It's it's so different what's happening right now in the books though. Like it <laughs> I can't even <laughs> I can't even have a conversation about it. It's so different. Okay. Oh, and we have a. I just want to say I love um, Nikolai and Alina's matching outfits. Wonderful. And oh, then, yeah, yeah. how like everyone there is in a uniform except for Mel. He still in his like dusty. I was wearing this in when we were in Zemini outfit. Timar is not in a, a uniform either. Oh, that's fair. You're you are correct, but she actually looks like. Maybe she knocked off a little bit of the dust, and I'm not That's blaming. True. I'm That's not true. blaming Mal for this. I'm like, could somebody give him a clean jacket? Like, what right. is happening here? Okay, yeah.
1: Uh, speaking of Mal, then we get to go see Mal standing on the hummingbird. Nikolai walks up there with him. They have a little foreshadowing scene. They have
0: a nice moment here. They hug. Yeah, I was. I was down for them to kiss, honestly.
1: Uh, they had
0: so much chemistry here, way more than Mal has ever had with Alina. I was into this. I liked it from the
1: perspective of two grown men who are very manly men in this world having a non-romantic, emotional, physical moment.
0: Yeah, that way too. Uh, I liked it. That was good. I, I liked that <laughs> they have gotten over their uh, not dislike, but like poking at each other in a, yeah, not mean, but like... Teasing, but not friendly teasing. I don't know. I can't think of the word I'm trying to say. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think most of that went away after um, Mal showed how good of a tracker he was.
0: I guess. But, like, even then Nikolai, like, proposed to Alina and Mal was just like, well, fair. That's fair. Yeah. I do like that Mal is just
1: completely accepting of his fate. You know, like, he's just... When I'm gone, I need to know that you're still going to be here for her. Mm-hmm. Like, just deserve her. That's
0: good. I like it, too. I like that he knows his place. That he would? That he knows his place. That Alina yeah. is the important one. Yeah. Yeah, no, he does. That I'm is terrible.
1: Uh, but you know what? They've they've shown that time and time again in both seasons.
0: Yeah. Actually, yes, that's true. That is not even me making fun of him. He, he does kind of know that she is the important one. She was
1: always meant for more.
0: Now that now now it's kind of sad. Oh. Instead of me being mean. Oh well. Um quick scene between David and Jenya, which is really sweet. As soon as I saw this scene, I knew what was gonna happen. And I was upset. oh, But it doesn't happen yet. Yep.
1: This is just a really sweet conversation about her favorite gems, about Jenya's favorite gems.
0: hmm um, I do like well, when he said that, you know, anything is better if it's on you.
1: That was right? cute. And then he follows up and tells her that the rubies are stronger than emeralds.
0: Yeah. Damn straight they are. And then, oh, but he's bringing an arm to Adric. So Adric gets a, a fake arm or like a, oh, I forget the word now. Prosthetic? Prosthetic arm, like Darkling got a hand.
1: Yeah. Although I did notice this time whenever they had a shot on the Darkling, it was very clearly metal. Yes. He can just move it like a real hand. It's weird. Like it kind of breaks my brain a little bit.
0: It's just, it's it's a fantasy prosthetic. I know, I know. It just breaks my brain, okay? It's like Luke Skywalker in his hand. <laughs> I suppose it is. Then we go
1: back to everybody kind of strategizing in the war room. hmm You know, this is the scene that actually made me realize how few people there were, because she's addressing the second
0: army, and there's like five people in the room with her. I This one actually bothers me, because... The whole thing about Nikolai when we first met him is that he is into people like non Grisha and Grisha working together. Mm-hmm. Where are all the Grisha on his side? Where are the non crazy Grisha, you know, the ones that don't want to align themselves with the evil Kyrgyz? <laughs> where are they?
1: That's true. We don't really see any Grisha on his side
0: apart from
1: Nadia and Adric, yeah. at least in their keftas. Yeah. And then we've got like our main few with you know tamar and alina yeah it's like main characters and then
0: the first army yeah he he would have he there would be grisha who didn't there would be normal smart grisha who weren't into evil god i hope so i hate i guess maybe they thought the battle would go too easy that way i don't know or that we wouldn't believe that there was but they literally moved the fold in. Like they could have used that. Where are all the good Grisha? <sighs> Honestly, they probably just thought we wouldn't notice. It's
1: terrible. Yeah, this is this is an interesting scene. Mal kind of takes charge here in a way that Alina does not like mm-hmm. um, and forces her to tell everybody that he is the amplifier. Yep. But it actually, I'm glad that he did, right? Because Alina is sitting there shouting that she won't kill Mal. And, you know, like, there are other
0: Grisha in the room who offer potential solution. Um, I, yeah, I like that they're taking the crazy rules and using them. You know, it's not just, oh, this is weird, maybe bad world building. But then they're like, wait, maybe we can use the bad world building. Right. Um, I also like that here, you know,
1: Mal questions the very same thing that, that I questioned the first time I watched this. You know, because Tamar is suggesting, well, what if a heart render stops his heart for two minutes? Can you do what you need to do then? Mm-hmm. But we've all been told this whole time that you have to do the death blow
0: yourself to get the amplification. Please and let's so recall, Mal, though, that at the beginning of this episode, they put Banker's bones onto three Grisha, who did not kill her. Well, four, actually, because Vladim has some, too. Oh, OK, four. Um,
1: so I think they've I know. maybe
0: throwing that in the garbage.
1: But she was always an amplifier, though, and so I wonder if she's just meant to be, like, a different kind. I don't know. I don't know. I I can hand wave that away. Sure. But this one I struggle with, so I was really glad that Mal's like, you know, that's probably not going to work. And Alina's like, well, let's just try it first. And then uh, Nikolai has my favorite line in the episode here. Mm -hmm. It sounds completely mad. I like it.
0: Didn't even catch that. That is good. That is Oh, good. I'm disappointed yeah. with myself. Oh, <laughs> such a good nickel eyeline. Yeah. Um, although David follows up with a close second. He looks at Mal and says, so what should we amputate? That one I wrote down. So I guess I was, I was, uh, David got me there, I guess. Yeah. No, it was good. David, David was nice here. Yeah. And then, and then we get, <sighs> sorry, go ahead. Hattie and Tamar say goodbye and they don't kiss and I'm upset about it.
1: But... Tamar tells her to come back so that she can spoil her with delicious snacks.
0: It's good. I just wish they had kissed. I know, I know. I like
1: them a lot. And then we get Nikolai's pep talk.
0: Well, just before that, we do actually get a line from the book uh, between Mal and Nikolai. And it's really interesting that they put it here, where Mal says, an ordinary life full of ordinary things. And then Nikolai says, if love can be called that. And I... (laughs) It's difficult to talk about this with you but it's just really interesting place to put that is it wrong because it's
1: in the wrong place no the it's wrong not it's and... not wrong
0: I it I can't explain without spoiling some book stuff for you um okay but I, I like that they worked it in and I I guess I kind of like who they gave it to yeah that's fine um like that that was just a part of narration in the book it wasn't, oh, okay. it wasn't said by someone really
1: yeah. Yeah, I found it the second time through to be an interesting bit of foreshadowing. Almost, mm. it felt more like a throwaway, wishful thinking kind of line the first time through.
0: Right. Yes. Yes. It does so, feel that way. But um, then, then Nikolai has a speech. Then Nikolai gives his speech, and they all end in a rousing shout of "For Ravka!
1: and oh, they
0: p- part of his speech. Actually reminded me of something that I forgot to bring up last week. Ooh, okay. Because his speech has the line, hope is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Which last week when Inej and Kaz were talking to each other about their trippy dreams and Kaz asked Inej what what she learned or something like that <gasps> from her dream. She said hope that hope, hope is, is dangerous. St- yeah. Which is, of course, what Kaz said to her in season one. When she was like looking on that list of names for her parents. Mm -hmm. And I forgot to bring up that parallel last week and then it came up again this week. And I think that that is just some good writing to have that come up a couple of times. Although, of course, Nikolai doesn't think hope is dangerous. He was he like immediately disproved that. Well, sure. Of course.
1: But I I would like to like do like a a record scratch sound and rewind Mm -hmm. the tape did you just say there was good writing this season?
0: Mm-hmm. It happens very occasionally, but I wow. do like to try to point it out when it does happen, since I'm so quick to point out all the times it doesn't. I like it. I like it a
1: lot. Okay, so after Nikolai's rousing pep talk, um, they sail away in his airship for a stealthy ambush on... Uh, mm, none of this makes make sense. sense.
0: Because they're aren't. like, we're going to take the army and we're going to go to Kremson where all of them are. There's like five people on the ship and then so much of the army is left behind at the fort that they were on. But like there was no plans for the fort to have any sort of battle at it. They were going to ambush the Grisha and then Alina and the rest of them were going to go into the fold. So why is there the entire army left behind at the fort? Why aren't they going to ambush the Grisha? Wh- they were was-
1: supposed to. Right. I just, you would think that they would have left first so that Kerrigan's, like, would see the marching army and so that the people who are coming from an
0: aerial attack really would be
1: like a stealthy attack. Yeah. Like, what was going on there?
0: Um, That's bad writing. That's weird writing. Like, it's bad, yes. But it's also just, why make a point of telling us that the whole army is going to go and fight the Grisha and then have it very clearly not happen? Like they could have just said nothing. They could have said something else. Like, it's so weird.
1: Well, yeah, they they could have said nothing and it would have gone better because they needed the people at the fort because that's where the battle's going to end up at. Yeah, exactly. so it would have been weird if like none of the army was there and then like Nikolai and everybody ran back to the fort and it was empty. So you're right. It would have
0: made more sense for them to just not say anything. Or say a completely different plan than what they said. Say, like, we're going to send a small team to right. pick them off or something. So then when a small team goes, it makes sense. Like it, Whatever. Um, but it turns out it wasn't so stealthy after all.
1: Yeah, they were expecting them. Uh, and so they get shot out of the sky. and They crash
0: land. But I'm glad I some died. people survived because... I absolutely right. would have died in that crash. I'd have been like, eh, I'm out. Yeah. I think
1: like I think people died in that crash that weren't even on the ship.
0: Because, yeah, because it's like there's dead bodies, but then there's still just the same people that we saw got on the <laughs> ship. Yeah. Yep. Um, I get maybe they landed on the five other people that were walking. <laughs> <laughs> My God, we're
1: so terrible. It's fine. Um And then, oh, yeah, Matthias exists. I forgot about him.
0: Yeah, and Pekka. Fucking, the anger that I have is back whenever I see him. <clears throat> yeah. This is just a weird, it's a weird thing to have in the middle of this whole battle story. I guess they like, wanted to remind us that Matthias exists, but, like, they don't need to. Like, he wasn't in last week's episode. They could have done this last
1: week and it would have made more sense. Yeah. Like we got one single like flashback glimpse of Matthias last week and that's it. So like I don't know, this feels like it would have fit better last week because we weren't literally in the middle of a like battle. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just it it was distracting.
0: It 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 did feel very I want to say disjointed, but I don't think that's quite the word I'm looking for. Yeah, it felt wrong. Yeah. Um, and I don't, we didn't actually learn anything
1: new here.
0: Other than Pecca's still scheming. Ugh, which makes me so angry. But we've been over that. We have. Uh, then we have an amputation scene. Almost, yeah. <laughs> Almost. I wrote down, they're not giving Mal anything to dull the pain. And then right after I wrote that down, Jenny was like, I'll try to I don't know, numb your nerves. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I was like... What? They're just going to stand there, and cut off a piece of his finger? What is happening?
1: My favorite part about this scene is how David is like, no, 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 I can't do this. I really don't think I should be the one to do this. Yeah. And Mal's like, I'll do it. And he reaches for the things and David slaps his hand away and says, don't touch those. I'm like, if you're not going to let him touch them, then you
0: have to do it, David. I did enjoy how like David was just like, uh, uh. Mm-mm. you know like he really <laughs> wanted to but he just couldn't but then he wanted yeah. to that that felt very good um, um but it doesn't matter they're too late yeah they're too
1: late the the Nietzsche boys show up before anything can happen and they have to run for their lives yep and hey. they don't all go in the same direction like Alina and Mal go one way and Tamar goes another way and David and Jinya go another way it's kind of weird well, For them splitting up but
0: i don't believe that tamar would ever let alina get away right yeah she would have stuck with her and splitting up makes sense there was only one of the nichi voya so splitting up does make sense but tamar would have stuck with alina i would believe more that mal and alina would accidentally split up that's how much i think tamar would have stuck with alina <laughs> all right that's but- that's not how they wanted things to turn out for the end, for like how people group off at the end. So, right, that's yeah. that's true. That's fine.
1: Um, then we get a scene that I didn't actually understand the first time I watched this, and then I understood it this time. It's mm. um Kierkegaard and Vladim walking up to the fold, and Vladim he's asking Vladim if he can sense Merzost, and um, he can, and I'm like there is no other Merzos. Are we looking for Mal? Like, what is happening? But he was actually tracking her amplifiers to look for Alina.
0: I was confused about the geography in this scene at first because I guess I hadn't realized that the fort was, like, right beside the fold. Yeah. So then he says, oh, it's off near the fold. Is is that Alina's amplifiers? And I was like, but they haven't gone through the plan yet. She's not in the fold yet. Yeah. And I was so confused, but then the camera pulls back on the fort and the fold is right there. And I was like,
1: oh, gotcha. Yep. So Kerrigan goes in and decides to expand the fold. I couldn't tell if he was expanding it or moving it. I couldn't tell either. One or the other. So that it's over the fort. Yeah. Yeah. Um, My question here is why doesn't Alina use her power to at least create a light bubble to protect them? She's running around in the dark like a crazy invalid and I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, you have light powers in your hands mm-hmm. with use two them. mystical amplifiers. Like, why? It doesn't make any sense. Nope. There like, was the like... Alina that we have come to know this season would not be running around like screaming her head off. She would be doing protecting something. Protecting people.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, there were so many times when I was like, why not use some light magic there? Oh, why not use some light magic there? Oh, why why not there? But no, they just but, ran. Yeah. Makes no sense. And then eventually, like, I think on the Nietzsche Voya, uh, Mal pulls out a gun. And I'm like, what are you doing? It may have been a Volgrab, which makes more sense. I honestly I don't remember.
1: No, um, it was it was the
0: Nietzsche Voya because he shouts phosphorus
1: bullets and then shoots it. <laughs> and then she like he does. It's like <laughs> shooting shouting bang bang when you shoot somebody. Like Oh my god. What?
0: Yeah. Why it not was... just have Melina? Like I can understand, where perhaps maybe Alina didn't want to give away their location, um. But if it's give away your location or die, may- maybe just give use your fucking powers. Yeah, I actually I just realized I wrote down use your fucking powers, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. Um. So
1: okay, the rest of my notes for this episode are actually kind of sparse. Um, the next bit I wrote down this is comical. And it's when the um, Kerrigan's Grisha are chasing Nikolai and his
0: group. I I will say just one thing. I am glad that, I mean, as much as I'm upset that it makes no sense that Alina didn't use her powers. Inej did get a cool entrance scene and got to kill the Nichivoya with the sword. I like that because I like Inej so much better than Alina anyways. So... She does, but that's after this funny scene. Oh yeah, no. Oh, that is okay is that it is. <laughs> oh shit.
1: Okay. They split up the Alina scene. Um oh, it's that's... they just
0: keep going back and
1: forth. I guess it's I so just weird. ignored that. Okay, sorry, carry on. Um yeah, so Crazy Tidemaker and everybody like are literally like just running after Nikolai and them, and then they do this weird fireball thing and they're all now in the moat. And Crazy Tidemaker says Silly goats! We've pushed them into the moats. That's not the tide maker. That's her friend. Okay, one of the crazy Grecia says this. Yeah, and it's ridiculous.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the running was ridiculous.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just all ridiculous. Yep. Okay. My next note after that is Anesh. So okay. now c- c- commence with the Anesh worship and and gushing. <gasps>
0: I love her. I love that she got to use the sword. I love that Alina told her to keep the sword because she was going to be better with it anyway. Yeah. (sighs) It's good. Yeah, it's all good. I do like, um, I don't know if this is a bit later in the running or if this is now in the running, but I do love that Adric uh, turns the you're stronger than you think line back on Nadia, but just before he like pops her dislocated shoulder back in. Mm, Yeah, yeah. And that's then somewhere in this next little bit. Yeah, yeah. And then I wrote down, I like them Grisha-ing together because what I actually yep. thought to myself was, oh, I like them bending together, but that's a completely different show. <laughs> but it just I felt right. The reference. Yeah. I get
1: the reference. Even though I haven't seen it.
0: Oh. Oh. OK, sorry. <laughs> Putting that Man, are aside. Are you surprised? Are uh, you surprised? No, you're not surprised. I guess I'm not surprised now that you say it that way, but it, it's just very up your alley, I feel. Yeah, I think I think it probably would be. But um, OK, before
1: Nadia and Adric Grisha together, do their Grisha-ing together. Yes, um, we do get that kick ass shot of Tam Tamar getting knocked on her ass, but using
0: her axes yeah like in the ground yes, to, to yes. stop herself yeah no, that's good great. i will say a lot of the once they stop the weird chasing and just face them and fight like once the crow show up and stuff a lot of the battle scenes or the fight scenes or whatever are very well choreographed mm-hmm. and are done extremely good and i do like that but when it's like the running and the and the constant like moving back to the next sheltery thingies. Moving yeah. back to the next ones. It's just like okay. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I
1: totally, totally. There's some more fighting here, but then um Tamar's necklace opens up.
0: Yes. Tully is here and he kicks some ass. I will say at one point, Tamar and Nikolai hug as though they haven't seen each other in like a couple weeks. It's been twenty minutes, maybe. <laughs> um <laughs> that they I, both almost died. I guess that's fair. I guess that's fair. It just seemed like, oh, thank God. And it's like, okay, come on. I did write down that. I, I just don't buy that Crazy Tide Maker would be good at strategy. So I don't really understand why she's in charge. I think she'd be more like, let's go blow everyone up. Right. But she seems to be doing all the strategy. And I'm like, mm, I think you're a different character then, than you have been in the rest of the show. But I guess we don't know her that well. So... Maybe, maybe she's studied strategy. Who am I to judge, I suppose? This is my podcast. I can judge whatever I want. Our podcast, That's sorry.
1: That's true. That's true. You can do whatever you want.
0: Um,
1: My next note is what's his face saves Nikolai, but takes a whole lot of ice knives to the chest. Well,
0: yeah. I'm sad about Dominic, especially since Tamar was right fucking there and uh, she didn't heal him. <laughs> she's like 10 feet away. And she's like, yeah, fuck that guy.
1: But Nikolai is, like, calling for a healer, and he's calling for Jenya. And I'm like, is nowhere near you. Like, why are you calling for Jenya? Mm-hmm. And is not even actually a
0: healer either. And, and just, like, in general, him yelling healer, we have seen zero Grisha on Nikolai's side. <laughs> right? <laughs> what the fuck is he doing? <sighs> Dominic okay, had a much so, better death in the books. So That's fine.
1: <laughs> I, I have a question, and this... I don't know if I just completely missed this. Mm. Did Nikolai have two airships and he sent the crows away on one of them? Because where
0: did this other one come from? Uh, There is a line earlier in this episode where Alina says, thanks to Nikolai's second airship. Okay, I almost corrected (laughs) you when you called it the hummingbird earlier because, yes, the crows are on the hummingbird. And this is a second ship. But then I was like, yeah, it doesn't matter. But now you've brought it up here. So I guess it does matter. I was very confused. I was like, what? There is one throwaway explanation line, which whatever. I'm fine with that. Who cares? Okay. They needed cool. two airships. I, I personally believe, yes, Nikolai would have two airships. Fair enough. I just missed the reference. It, it was a blank and you'll miss it line. Yeah. David and Jenya have a scene. I do love David apologizing to the corpse. Oh, it was funny. Yeah. I will say before that, though, like um, Nina and Zoya show up and them and Mal and Alina and Inej head into the fold.
1: Oh, yeah, that's that must be why I wrote that note there in in my notes. I didn't write (laughs) anything anything else about it. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I I just literally write did did they have their own airship and then I that's it. Like I didn't say anybody else
0: showed up. (laughs) No, that one's the hummingbird. So now they're on the hummingbird going into the fold. I think that one's the one of them is the hummingbird. Whatever. Moving on. David apologizing well, to the Well, hopefully that corpse.
1: one, since the other one crashed.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yes, yeah. so then David apologizes
1: to the corpse, and then he locks them in the room, and then he locks Jenya into the dumbwaiter and sends her away while she is screaming at the top of her lungs, which mm-hmm. is heartbreaking. And then he just
0: turns around and waits for the Nichi Voye to come. Yeah. So this is the scene where I stopped. Mm. And again, I, it's not this scene that really got me. It's the equivalent scene in the book. It may have been part two of this scene in the next episode, but I think it was here yeah. that I got really, really upset. I get it. It's sad. It's heartbreaking, actually. I definitely, um, it, again, in its equivalent scene, I, like, I'm like. i sure I wouldn't throw a book against the wall, but like, I re- <laughs> that's how I remember that happening, you know, that I was so angry. I'm trying to remember if I've ever thrown a book before. I'm actually pretty sure I threw Mockingjay away from me, mm. uh, for a similar reason. When some when uh, yeah, uh, do we care about Mockingjay spoilers? I don't know. Whatever, no, spoilers. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, when Finnick died, because yeah, <laughs> I was so fucking upset. Understandable, yeah.
1: Um, then we go back to the the main battle. Yes, and there's some. I, actually, I don't even know what order this stuff happened in. We, we may have already gone past it, but kind of the way that the the evil Grisha mm. fight their way through is kind of fascinating, right? They've done this, like, battle formation that's keeping this air cyclone around them
0: so that people can't get to them. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah that's Yeah, that's a lot of their choreography and their fighting and stuff was really Mm -hmm. cool. And all the special effects involved were very good. I really loved um, Toya's fight that he Mm -hmm. had. And I like that they gave him a good fight like that because that actor is like, that's what he's known for. That's what he does. Yeah. Um, So I'm and he did it fabulously. Uh, Those stunt people were great. Uh, Loved it. Um, I loved the bomb going off and then. Everyone just being like, where did that come from? And then Wylan is there, and I guess calls him the demolition expert. And then he's like, expert? And then he's like, well, that doesn't matter. <laughs> that was all very good. Yeah, no, the, everything here was
1: really, really good. Yeah. Like um, as
0: soon as the crows and I guess Tolia show up, the episode gets much better.
1: It, it really does. It really does.
0: Jesper here.
1: Yes. Like, Jesper makes the scene like with his mm-hmm. entrance because mm-hmm. he's taller and it might just be the hat that makes him taller. But the way that he's standing between Wylan and Kaz, with the hat kind of askew on top of his head. It just that's an entrance. Yes. That's
0: a good. So entrance. good.
1: I love them. and Jesper is carrying himself much more confidently right here than he has been. Mm-hmm. I love it.
0: Yes. Well, he he had his good moment with his mom, even though it was a trip. And then he had the moment with Oval, so now he's like, yeah, I'm Grisha, bitches. I do really, really love um, him shooting his gun at Crazy Tidemaker. And then when she, like, freezes the guns or whatever. And afterwards she says, if only you'd been born Grisha, you'd know what it means. And then, does he cut her off? Somebody cuts her off. Whatever. And he says to be blessed, which I'm pretty sure in the first episode, that's what the Zemini woman we met said that's uh, that's what we call Grisha in Zemini. Oh, yeah. Yes. So I really oh, like that nice. line. That's good. Yeah. That like, is good. I hate that they show us that they can be extremely good writers. And then yeah. in the exact same episode they show us that I, what were they fucking thinking? <laughs> like, yeah. Anyways, that one was really good. I meant to go back and double check that she said blessed is what they call Grisha, but I'm I'm like 90% certain. So uh, let me know if I'm wrong. I'm fairly
1: certain that is what she said. I will. I will back you up on that very confidently. Cool.
0: Uh, earlier on, I skipped over it. I had a note that I wrote down while watching the episode that literally was just like, I do not remember who takes out crazy tide lady. So when we got to this bit and I was like, oh, Nikolai gets her with the crow's help. Perfect. <laughs> I was very happy about that. Um. I
1: just want to call out the, uh, again, the absurdity that this episode brought us, um, because then we have the the poison that causes the oh, dude to yeah. trip, and he thinks this bird is coming straight at him, and it's one of Tamar's axes.
0: Yep. Wonderful. Like, what? Where did that come from? Yeah. Who knows? Like, did Wylin ask of for some poison? I don't think so. We didn't see that happen. Um, but I actually just really liked that, so... I, I didn't yeah. care as much. Maybe you know what? Here's what I'm going to say happened. As they were leaving, he clandestinely just picked a flower, maybe two, and was like, "Yup." And then on the ship, he made the poison himself. That's what. Oh, I'm I hundred percent believe that's what happened. Yeah. He t- he took yeah. the flowers. Yeah. It was just like I need this for my lab. Um, and then we get
1: probably the single most gruesome shot of the series so far
0: with the missing fingers. With the missing fingers. How did she lose the fingers? I completely missed that. Was it from Jesper's button attack? Yeah, it, he did that that's, with that's a what that button. Was? Okay. Yes. That's the only thing I could think, but I, I feel like we didn't actually see it happen, so I was just like, oh, we she didn't. has no fingers. Yeah, okay. that's why it was such a shock.
1: Yeah. Um. Yep, no fingers. And then Nikolai for the kill. It was nice. Yeah, that was good. And then we go back to the fold.
0: Okay, so and here, here's my thing. Before you, I don't know what, you can go first. I, I interrupt you. No, no, go ahead. No, no, it's okay. Go ahead. Okay, okay. So they're walking up to like the stairs thingy, right? And I swear there are two little lamps l- l- of those blue lanterns already set up to have some light. Did, wh- where did, why, why were there? Like the, the, the Ravka invented blue lights that they use for light in the fold. There was already two on the little stone platform thing. I didn't even notice.
1: I just remembered seeing that there were like torches on even though they weren't really projecting light anywhere, but they were there on the walls in the fort.
0: I don't know. I don't know. It just it felt to me like maybe the darkling had gotten there and set the scene for them and then none of them cared <laughs> <laughs> or noticed and then they were shocked when the darkling showed up. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm unsure. But then but, yeah. uh, Alina turns on her light, so they didn't even need light sources for, like, TV purposes, because they had magical ones. I don't know. Yeah. Um,
1: my note here is that the fireworks sound effects are a little much.
0: I think I wrote down, uh, not the smartest time to be making out, but okay.
1: Yeah. I also, you know, I, I wasn't super impressed with her orgasm face from
0: just <laughs> lighting up a room. So, I. You know, now that you've said that, I'm never going to be able to unsee it. So I'm sorry that it just, yeah, no, I was not a fan of this scene. I do like that once the darkling shows up, um, Alina does get to use the cut with her light powers. I Mm -hmm. had forgotten about that, Um, so I like that they had that, and they had a little cut off, I guess. Um, (laughs) Cut off. That's funny. Yep,
1: and she does manage to hurt the darkling. Mhm. Um but alas
0: it turns out Mal is also hit. Yeah. And then and Nina gets Nope, just, go ahead. Well no, that's exactly what I was going to say. Anichi Voya shows up and takes Nina, which makes absolutely no sense for how the Nichi Voya have been shown to us so far this season because they protect the darkling, so why wouldn't they have gone after Alina? That's that is a great point. Well, she was just standing there doing nothing. Why in the world right? would the Nichi Voya have taken Nina? Yeah, no, that's a great point. I didn't even consider it. I literally reround because I was like, oh, maybe it was a Volcra because the Volcra are kind of around just outside the light. Maybe mm-hmm. one reached in to get her. No, it was definitely the Voya. Yeah,
1: because it was the Voya that was trying to get through her light. Yeah, no, for sure.
0: Huh? And that's another thing. The Voya couldn't get through into her light. So why the fuck didn't she use the light back in the goddamn fort? <laughs> Bad writing. I just.
1: Whew. Yeah, this should have been an amazing episode. And unfortunately, it wasn't.
0: I think I enjoyed this episode the first time I watched it or like to a degree because I wasn't thinking about it. You know, I was just mm-hmm. watching. And the only thing I really remember thinking the first time I watched it was how you could really tell that there was no armies that, you know, that they had like 10 people for filming. That's another and like I can understand that. Um, but watching it critically, I was just like, nope, nope, nope. Yeah. I honestly,
1: the first time I watched it, I did. I just enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, it was definitely a little intense. Um, I didn't enjoy it as much as I did the previous episode, but I did still like it. And I was very much pushed to watch the next episode to see what was coming next. Rewatching it and taking notes, like that's when I noticed Yeah. the How few people there were and and the things that didn't make sense. And it just it doesn't hold up as well as the rest of the season.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I didn't even notice the Nina thing the first time I watched it. I was just like, oh, next episode. Yeah.
1: It's like, oh, my God, they got Nina. And then it's like, is Nina okay? Is Nina okay?
0: So I guess we've (laughs) done this to
1: ourselves. (laughs) All right. I have a very important question to ask you. Ask me. Who's your episode MVP? Or uh, what?
0: Who who or what? It's definitely the Crows, because the episode got 10 times better when they showed up. Like, it's definitely the Crows.
1: I'm going to take that one step further and say that the MVP is Jesper's Buttons.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what? That was, like, the best shot. Well, mm, kind of tied with Toya's fight. Tolya's mm, fight was yeah, good. Yeah, Tolia's fight was good, too. So, like, the Buttons. But had a sword, yeah. and Jesper the Buttons had- and Toya's sword. They can yeah. tie. I'll take it. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yep. That's good. Okay. And hopefully, all of this comes back together for a much better recap of of the the season finale.
0: I I'm like scared now after we tore this episode apart because I liked <laughs> you know I enjoyed like I definitely the first time I watched did not think season two was as good as season one, but I didn't nitpick it the way that we are nitpicking or the way that I am particular and you a little bit with the nitpicking, but um yeah. Going back over it with a critical eye, I'm just like, but why? But why? Yeah, I, f- I feel like I haven't really nitpicked that much
1: until we got to this episode. mm mm-hmm. um, And this one, it's just, it's hard to let some of those things. Slide. I am the queen of, like, doing the hand-wavy stuff and just accepting it and moving on.
0: I think, I but, don't mind being hand-wavy about things, but they have to be surrounded by, like, things that support them, I suppose. Or... There has to be enough good things around them that you feel fine just hand waving a couple things, and this yeah, episode yeah, was true. all hand wavy stuff almost. Yeah, it's true. I mean, but people can let us know if they disagree with us and liked this episode. Do I almost- think mm-hmm. there. Do you think there might be some people who did? I'm sure there are. I mean, we're not universal in our opinions.
1: <laughs> that's true. Super true.
0: Okay. Again, I'm sure there are people who haven't combed over it also who just remember it kind of being kind of like a fun battle, which and yeah. to be fair, the ending with the crows and stuff could bring it out of bad. You know what I mean? I, no, yeah. probably not. That wasn't a sentence at all.
1: How about this? Whenever the when the episode ends on on a such a high note. Yeah. As the crows coming in to save the day, that's the memory that you're left with. And so then it just kind of washes over everything else yeah so
0: well if you do disagree with us please tweet at us at enter the fold pod or email us at enter the fold pod at gmail.com I'm Caitlin and you can follow me on twitter at inferior Caitlin or instagram at inferior Kate reads and I'm Mandy Kay and you can find me over on Mastodon Um, I'm at Mandy Kay at mastodon.social and remember it sounds completely mad